I'm Steven. And I'm Kevin. And in today's episode of the Steven and Kevin Show, we're going to talk about the number one thing holding financial advisors back. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 26 of the Stephen and Kevin Show. And today we have a question coming from Twitter, and it's from at the Good Life Guy 7 and he says, hashtag Ask Stephen and Kevin, what's the number one challenge advisors face to growing their practice? Great show, by the way. And there are a lot of directions we could take on this one. And, you know, one of the first things that came to mind for both of us was the idea of of mindset, mm-hmm. right? Mindset being the biggest thing holding so many people back, not just advisors, but all occupations. And we thought, wouldn't it be great to have Matt Oxley here on this topic? Welcome, Matt. Hey, guys. Hey, Matt. Great to have you here, our surprise guest, uh-huh. uh, Matt Oxley. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, Matt, we were talking about a question we got from our audience, which is, what's the biggest thing holding advisors back? You have been uh, the mindset guru, one of the mm-hmm. things you're best known for for a long time. Uh, so thanks for spending some time with us. Well, you know, it's a great question. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's a question advisors sometimes are reluctant to ask because it's getting into the heart and soul of the real issue. But, I mean, it goes way back 30-some-odd years ago when I first got started my own business. You know, and here I had a background in clinical hypnotherapy. I'm doing consulting work. I'm writing my thesis on marketing my practice. Mm-hmm. And financial advisors, back then they were called stockbrokers, an insurance agent started coming in. I wrote my thesis around him, and I remember the first guy that came into the office. You know, he was making fun of me. He says, "How old are you?" I was too young. You know, I was twenty-five. <laughs> I've never old. heard that before. And twenty-five. Yeah. You know, and uh, and I was. We were going back and forth. I was treating him like one of these emotionally disturbed kids I work with. He's telling me I'm old enough to be his kid, and I was there. Yeah, whose problem is that, buddy? You know. And anyway. When we got to the back back of the room, I, you know, I asked him, why are you here? And he says, well, I was hoping you could hypnotize me to sell. And I looked at him and I said, you just told me you know everything there is to know about selling. He told me he'd been through the Dale Carnegie course. He'd been doing this for 20-some-odd years. So we go back and sit down. Now I'm real curious. I pull out my legal pad and I ask him, well, if you applied yourself and did everything you told me you knew how to do, what would it do to your income? And he immediately responded, I'd double my income. I was flabbergasted. <laughs> Never heard of anybody who could double their income by just doing what they already knew how to do and wasn't doing it. And so then I asked him, well, give me a template of your ideal day. And that's where fixed activities came mm-hmm. from, fixed daily yep. activities. I wrote them down. I had them come back a week later, and I only charged him a minimal fee because I wanted to include them in my – I told him all about my thesis I was writing. And, and after three sessions, this advisor who is – old enough to be my father, started asking me how he should dress. Wow. And I'm there going, oh, my gosh, this is a mind <laughs> And word got around. Right. And, and to this day, I mean, that's where I wrote my first book, Winning the Intergame of Selling. That was the beginning of the whole thing. Yeah. It's- so, so saying that, I mean, Matt, Matt, with that topic, I mean, most people, most advisors know what they need to do. Oh, they basically do, and and but they're reluctant to go outside of their comfort zone. Okay. It, it's a little bit of discipline linked to a big audacious goal, 
And if the discipline's linked to something that's easy, well, everybody will do it. Yeah, I was in a workshop yesterday, and I, and I told him, as we often do, Matt, at the beginning of the workshop, I said, you know, nothing we're going to cover is going to be all that surprising to you. You know, the research that we've done on client acquisition activities, if you've been in the industry a little while, there are no shockers here. Right. But how many right. people have the discipline to do these all the time? Well, they mm. do it when it's comfortable. Right. And, and, and this is, defies the achievement cycle. This is where we came out with the achievement cycle 30-some-odd years ago. You set a big, big goal, and you do the specific activities that are required, that you know are required for some sort of achievement of that goal, but you have to do them when you're uncomfortable. You have to do them when you're feeling lazy. You have to do them when you have a headache or, you know, the little devilish voice is whispering in your ear, they're not going to do business with you. Right. You could draw parallels to even working out and right, things like that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If it was easy and, and you didn't have to get uncomfortable, everybody would be in shape. Right. There would be a long line in front of the squat rack at the gym. And unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, If you could just not. exercise when you felt like it and be in shape, everybody would be in shape. If you could just ask for personal introductions in affluent circles when you felt like it, when it was comfortable, mm -hmm. everybody would be a rainmaker. What about the idea of developing the right habits. You know, Charles Duhigg has that book, The Power of Habit, and right. he talks about the process of developing a habit, that you have a cue or a trigger that, you know, stimulates you doing the action, which ultimately leads to a reward. Is that something, I mean, that, that seems like it's really tied to mindset as well. Oh, it, it is. And it's an excellent book, by the way, uh, on developing a habit. And what elite advisors do is they develop the habit of continually reacting, re reactivating their achievement cycle. So it's not that they need more money or they need more acclaim within their firms, they realize the endorphin flow of going out of the comfort zone, of challenging themselves, makes their professional life so much more stimulating. Mm -hmm. And that's where they have that internal confidence, that relaxed confidence is right. so important. And we see a lot of that when we've done our focus groups on some of the better advisors we could find with regards to client acquisition. And I know you guys have felt it too. The energy on those calls mm -hmm. right. is very motivating for anybody who hears it because they're jazzed up about being in their occupation, growing their business. Right. Even though for them, like you said, Matt, most of them have the income they need to, to live uh, for many lifetimes. Uh, but they enjoy what they do, and they treat it much like a game. I mean, they want to score points from a marketing perspective. And, and they know if they're not growing professionally, they're dying a little bit. Mm -hmm, and right. anybody who's in business, this is not rocket science. And why do advisors stop growing? They get comfortable. Why do advisors not reach their potential? They get comfortable way too early at some sort of a an income that might be bigger than their brother-in-laws who might be a high school teacher or you know doing some sort of you know other occupation doesn't pay as well but they're you know minimal performers when it comes to this business right and one of the things that we like to do Matt is to share some examples of of real life exercises I mean sometimes when people are thinking mm -hmm. about mindset they're thinking well, wouldn't it be great if I were more driven or more disciplined? Right. But there's some real exercises that I know you've used. What, you know, would you share some with the with Well, the I mean, you know, the, the basic, I always said that the number one fixed daily activity an advisor should do, I've never seen anybody do this activity, is they have to write out their long-range goals, and they have to write them out in affirmation context, which is mm -hmm. present tense positive. I am a chairman's council producer or a chairman's member of the whatever firm's chairman's council. I enjoy our second home at you know North Myrtle Beach. Mm -hmm. You know uh, I earn X. Mm -hmm. It's just something that's a long range. Short term is how much. What do I need to bring in this year? You know. You know. I. I 
I have successfully brought in $40 million of new assets with 20 new affluent relationships. Okay. You know, that, that, so you write that out in present tense context, and then you have to write out what's your fixed daily activities mm-hmm. for the day. Mm-hmm. You know, I have one social lunch. I talk to one referral alliance. I ask for one personal introduction. I go to one social venue. I meet one, you know, potential uh, affluent client. And then after you write that all down, which takes probably about five minutes because you're writing the same thing every day, then you go into the theater of your mind and you visualize. I mean, just like an athlete. I mean, I mean, the top golfers visualize, you know, playing that round of golf before they before they play it. Mm-hmm. So you visualize. You go. You just sort of close your eyes and daydream. See yourself living in that beautiful house. Mm-hmm. You know. Then you see yourself, you know, with that bigger office after you brought in that forty million dollars driving your new, you know, BMW or whatever it might be. But then you also see yourself going through your upcoming day and doing those activities that might be a little bit uncomfortable. Never seen an adv- Never seen anybody who commits to that activity lose the mind game. They always well, win it. You'd have to feel a little bit silly if you came in every day and you wrote a list of your. You wrote your goal down. You thought about it. You wrote a list of your fixed daily activities and then went on throughout the rest of the day and didn't do them. Right. I mean, how many days in a row would you want to do that? And, yeah. and, if, and if you visualize it, if you can see it in your mind. It's so much closer to becoming your reality. Mm-hmm. And so few advisors even want to get into the mind game. I mean, the market's up, everybody pats themselves on right. the back. When the markets are down and things get volatile, you know, we crawl into our shells. And, and you know, the elite advisors understand that this game is won and lost on that seven-inch playing field right between the ears. And it's thinking about also, Kevin, you know, uh, I love your thoughts on this. What kind of metrics can you put in place to help keep yourself accountable? I mean, we, we've got our command center that you can talk about, but you know, if you think about it from an exercise standpoint, the minute you start, if you're out and you ride your bike occasionally, if you put uh, the GPS on there, if you use the, the watch or your phone or whatever to track your mileage and time, you will automatically start going faster and farther. The same right. with running, right. and the same with growing your business. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you want to get better at anything, obviously you're going to track it more and get specific with how you are tracking it. So when your math's talking about introductions or holding intimate events, you're going to put some structure around that. I mean, right? that's where the, the Rainmaker Command Center that we have is, I think, so wonderful, and people should really, advisors who really want to increase their discipline, if, if they use that command center, they increase their discipline 25 to 40%. It's just like having a working partner. If one of us are working partners, in other words, whether we're going to run a marathon mm-hmm. or whether we're into sourcing names and getting personally introduced, you know, we're partners. So once a week, we're going to have a meeting and talk about, at least on the business side of it, how many, how many introductions did you get? Did you source those names? We can make a game out of it, you know, and if, if, you, if I beat you, you owe me lunch or whatever right. it might right. be. Right. You, you have an accountability mechanism, right. basically. Exactly right. I, Matt, Matt, what do you think is, is an activity that advisors do? And I hate to use the word chicken out, but I'm going to use it. Um, what's one that they chicken out on um, that, that's so uncomfortable, but you know drives really strong results? Advisors, well, well, prospecting in the affluent circles is very, very challenging for advisors. It, it's all around social self consciousness. I mean, most advisors earn enough money to be statistically categorized as affluent, yet they're very un- uncomfortable marketing and selling their services in affluent social settings. And the best of the best do this very well. Mm-hmm. And do they do it because they're natural at it? No. They've set goals, 
and they know they need to sell in social affluent circles, so they master this fine art of affluent selling. They, they practice, they go out of their comfort zones, they take risks, mm -hmm. and they do it consistently. Mm -hmm. It's like learning, you know, practicing your golf stroke. You don't just take a golf lesson and then hope you play better. You take a golf lesson and you practice, 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 play. Mm -hmm. So it's mastering that fine art of selling an affluent social circle. And going out of your comfort zone. Right. It, it, you, get, you know, and we challenge, I challenge advisors all the time. I mean, so you got to do one thing out of the comfort zone on a daily basis. I like that. One yeah. thing out of the comfort Link to your goal. Mm-hmm. Eventually, does it's not outside of your comfort zone. Exactly. Right. Then you expand your comfort zone. And so it, what's the next thing? Maybe it's Mr. Big Big instead of just Mr. Big. <laughs> yeah, right. I like it. Let, let's talk about goal setting for a minute. I was thinking about this yesterday, Matt, about how many advisors set the wrong types of goals. Not just the size of goal, but you know, how many times have you seen an advisor that sets a goal around, you know, let's say, total assets? And the markets have a good year, and they're giving themselves right. a pat on the back. Right, mm -hmm. right. I mean, goal setting is so critically important because that's what basically drives the achievement cycle. So to have asset goals that are market-related, you know, or even just production goals, we all mm -hmm. know that production is really historical representative. It has no future. Mm -hmm. And you can, and, and advisors, I mean, not all, maybe, but you see it happen. They do specific things to hit a production goal. The best goal that we see is new assets coming in with new clients. Mm -hmm. And it's the best forward indicator. So we, I always advise, what's your new asset goal and what's your new asset goal from new clients? Great. And that's the best forward indicator. And you should really hold yourself, any advisor who holds his or herself accountable for new assets and new clients is really going to win that mind game because that, that's the forward indicator of their business. Great. Good stuff. Hey, you can see why we uh, asked Matt to join us today as a special guest. So we really appreciate you taking the time out of you. We know you're so busy. You're traveling all around the country. We appreciate you joining us today. Gosh, I'm honored to be asked. This is the first. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope everybody's charged up. You're setting some new goals. You're rethinking your habit patterns. And this is a session that you don't have to take away 50 action items from. Take away one strong commitment yeah. to writing down your fixed daily activities every day. Or doing something out of your comfort zone. That's right. what I yeah. say. You know, you got to have a goal. You got to have your fixed daily activities for the day written out before the day starts. And you got to do something once a day, at least once a day, out of your comfort zone. If you have a question, use hashtag AskStephenAndKevin on Twitter or on Instagram. We'd love to feature one of your questions for the show. We'll see you next week. Thanks, all.